Welcome to the Summer Camp Programming Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Chris. And today we are excited to have a special guest, uh, Matt Ralph. Welcome, Matt. And uh, Matt, can you just go ahead and uh, introduce yourself for everybody listening? Hey, great. Well, it's great to be here, guys. Uh, my name is Matt Ralph, like you said. I am the editor of a, a little website called summercampculture.com, which I've been doing for, uh, for I think, as long as I've been married, uh, which is a while now. And, uh, you know, I'm just a, just a, a camp enthusiast, uh, grew up going to camp, and um, I, have a, I have a family now. I have a, a two little kids, a uh, four-year-old and two-year-old, and I uh, live in uh, suburban Pennsylvania, and I work at a community college, but... I, I enjoy, uh, I love to write and to blog and to to do lots of things, but uh, summer camp is definitely high on that list. Take long walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it, so it's been like a decade, right, for the summer camp culture? Yeah, I think it, it dates back to uh, the fall of uh, 2010, and okay. uh, so it's been it's about 10 years now, yeah. This is your, this is like a 10-year anniversary for you. Are you going to do anything big? You're going to... Blow it out <laughs> in the fall. I, I, you know, I think it is now that I, now that I might be second guessing. It could be 2009, but it's it's definitely in that decade range. Um, but no, I, I haven't really thought about it. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't really thought about much beyond uh, what's going on in the next uh, couple hours at this point. Seriously. So I, what camp did you? Would you say you you grew up at a camp? Going to camp? Where were you at? What area? So I grew up mostly in South Jersey, originally from Kansas, lived in Ohio. But uh, so my first exposure to camp would have been through my parents in, you know, uh, like a church camp meeting kind of in Ohio. And then as a kid, I was part of scouts. And so my first experience with camp was really through through Boy Scouts. And also my mom was always a counselor. So I would get you know, I would be one of those staff kids running around at uh, a camp. <laughs> at a camp, we went to like a church camp in Maryland, and then uh, Boy Scout camp was, which is still the best week of my entire life. Uh, when I went to Boy Scout camp, and and then at a at a small um, at a small Christian camp in South Jersey uh, was where I really spent, like, kind of where I fell in love with camp, and also mm-hmm. kind of didn't like it, and that was part of why. <laughs> That's part of the experience too. Is is the um, I like that the idea of camp sometimes, but not the actual uh, how camp was being put into practice. So, uh, but I'm definitely definitely a, a camp person and second generation in that yeah. sense. That's, that's cool. very like Chris did. Like you've got the faith based yep. camp background. You've got the Boy Scout camp background. You guys are very similar in that way. Yeah, I was thinking of that. <laughs> so you uh, your your site is all about uh, pop culture and whenever something is mentioned in like a, a movie about camp or a TV show about camp, you post it, um, which is really cool. But since this is kind of, it's pop culture I put together a list of questions. What non-camp related movie have you seen the most times? I mean, Christmas story, because it's just always on, uh, especially around Christmas time. And, but uh, I would probably say UHF. Really? Yeah. Weird Al? Yep. I've never seen that movie. It's yeah, the best movie ever made. <laughs> I got to put on my list now. Uh, what TV show have you binge watched the most? I don't know if there's one that I've really binge watched more than once, but Friday Night Lights was the first. And that yeah. was after the first season I completed. And it was like advertised on Yahoo or some, Yahoo Sports or something. And I just I, I, I basically started watching it and did not stop watching the entire first season. So 
I didn't sleep that night. So that's, right, right. that's the one that stands out. And it's, I mean, I love to go back and watch it again because it was incredible. Uh, favorite type of music? Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I kind of definitely listen to more like indie, uh, indie folk, uh, you know, garage rock, psych rock, that kind right. of stuff. Uh, mostly things with guitars. Okay, I do like nice. I do like hip hop though too. But. Uh, what is your favorite sport to watch and favorite team or athlete? Soccer, and it would be the Philadelphia Union, our, our local MLS team. Do you ever go? like to actually oh, watch yeah actually I, I i run a website that covers them so i i, I spend a lot of time <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but I, I would like them even if I, it wasn't something i was doing uh, as a project as well cool chris awesome so tell, tell me a little bit about summer camp culture like why why'd you start it to begin with the thing that i recall is that i was looking for a website that did essentially what I the website that I started I was you know kind of creating content and, and everything for the camp I was volunteering at and I was just kind of looking for ways to to sort of share the fun things fun content about summer camp and so I was looking like uh, there's got to be someone who's collected this information and put it in a easy to access way and there wasn't <laughs> so that was and uh you know and I think at the time I was it was I was up late at night and although best or worst ideas happen either in the shower or after 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 your family goes to bed so i i you know just kind of was like researching um, race for your life charlie brown and i think that was the first post was related to that and i see now in my notes i should have looked at before is actually the fall of 2009 so that was when, uh, was when you I, missed it i missed the 10 years you did. <laughs> um, but yeah that was that was kind of how it happened I, you know i think everything i've really ever started in terms of web related content has been because i couldn't find it so. yeah it, it's it's been i guess so over 10 years then yeah so we, we started the same and i know from having a blog how hard it is just to kind of keep keep mm -hmm. that motivation going and to to uh, regularly post content you're so much better at it you know i'll go a couple months few months without posting anything now it's been over 10 years. How do you kind of find that motivation to keep going? Have you ever thought about just being like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> had enough. Yeah. You know, I've definitely, I've definitely gone through some peaks and valleys and I've had, I mean, even more recently, I haven't been doing as much, uh, you know, I have a four and two year old. So that, that, that's one reason for that. Uh, the last four years have been, uh, have been, you know, a little different in terms of, you know, just really investing in them and, and, and being apparent to them. So I haven't I haven't done as much in terms of I haven't really watched a lot of stuff, which sort of contributes to it's hard to write about something you haven't watched. So so there, there's that aspect of it. But uh, just in general, I've always really, you know, I kind of come from a newspaper background. I was the kid who, you know, was in making his own newspapers and magazines and <laughs> uh, and stuff growing up. I mean, my first, you know, my first publication was in you know kindergarten I think and so I had access to a my dad is a as a pastor a, a pastor and so I had access to a, a copy machine at a very young age and that's sort of a dangerous thing for a for a kid with creativity and an interest in writing so I, I kind of created my own publications from a very young age and you know in the in the, in high school I got into the like the punk rock and indie rock scene at the time and was really just writing a lot about music and and you know the sort of the fanzine culture, which is which is such a such a cool part of the '90s history that I think 
uh, you know, a lot of people have maybe forgotten, but it was, you know, so it was really kind of part of that whole, that whole scene or whatever you want to call it. And, and then getting into being a newspaper reporter and just the idea of deadlines and like constantly producing. And, you know, you know, you hear a lot from, um, from more professional writers than myself or more accomplished writers that, you know, it's just, you know, sitting down writing is sort of the key. And so I've always sort of taken that, that approach of, uh, if I haven't done anything for a while, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to figure something out. But, but usually the way this stuff goes, uh, for this particular site is that, you know, when stuff pops up, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's always a rabbit hole for, for me (laughs) that keeps me going. The, The rabbit hole is what keeps me going. (laughs) put that on a (laughs) t-shirt how how do you know when a like i mean are you just like because you talked about the the four and two year old and and keeping busy i mean how are you getting up to date on info are you getting google alerts or something or how do you know all these camp things yeah Yeah, it's mostly google alerts and it's also i have i I, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse I i have a really good memory uh, my boss makes fun of me sometimes because I don't take notes and I still remember. He's like, you <laughs> don't take notes. You remember more things than I do. And I write stuff down. So, so, so it, it, yeah, so it's my memory. And just, I think I'm just sort of wired in this way of making connections. Uh, it's partially the newspaper reporter training of being a local newspaper reporter is, is fun, but it's also very taxing in, in, in the sense that you have to come up with news every day. So you learn, you know, in my early 20s, I learned really quick what, you know, what I could get away with in terms of is this, you know, the question, you know, you hear people complain about their local paper like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe the news. This is this is all they got going on. Well, yeah, that's all that's going on in, in you know, a town of a town of 25,000 people on a Thursday and in, 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 in December. Yes, that's all that's going on. So so you kind of get, you know, you kind of get a sense and you get an understanding of what is what is a story like what makes an article that i can publish in in a local paper uh because someone's cousin's brother was on a new tv show so we're going (laughs) to talk about that right so it's like making those (laughs) it's making those connections and you know I, i i think that's the beauty of blogging is that if i find a little piece of information I can post it and I can, and, and then the, the, the other cool thing is, is that then when I go to look for it again, I have already posted it. So I've already kind of done part of the work. And that, so like, for example, when Dave, the episode where they flash back to camp, I didn't, I didn't, I actually didn't even remember that I'd written anything about this guy before, <laughs> but I did. And, and I, I had some stuff on the site. So that kind of helped me to fill it in. So it, it's almost like the thing that's cool about blogs is that, it, to me, it's always a it's always a work in progress, and it's always like everything you're doing is sort of building on something you've done before. So, so you can always sort of like connect the dots. So, summer camp culture is such an interesting idea for a blog. I, I'm very unique and, and interesting. Is there any other kind of blogs or stuff that you've been thinking about starting or or looking into? Or, or I know you said like the the whole thing came about because you wanted that info and it wasn't there. Is there something like, man, I wish I had this info now. Maybe I need to create it too. You mean summer camp related or just in general? In general, I guess. I mean, well, so one, the, the one, what's the spinoff blog that I do have is um, I was one time I was looking for summer camp t-shirts that show up in movies. And so 
I, I couldn't find a good website that really tracked that stuff. So I have a, <laughs> I have a website. I don't really publicize that much, but That's it's called so t- random. It's called t-shirts on the screen. <laughs> and I, I track t-shirts that show up, not just not camp, but all kinds of t-shirts. So, uh, and t-shirts and jerseys that, that appear in, in, in films and, and television shows. The, the Goldbergs is a, is a frequent, frequent flyer on that website. Oh, I bet. That's uh, but can I, not, can not I buy like, them from your site? That would be cool if I. <laughs> there's there's, li- there's links to ones that yeah. I find. A lot of them you don't find because a lot of these, uh, you know, um, what are they called? Like costumers or not costumers? Mm-hmm. People who outfit the, the uh, yeah. for shows. A lot of times buy, you know, they try to buy rare vintage stuff on eBay that you know is hard to get, or you know, they try to t- kind of give it a unique spin but sometimes though you do have I'll, I'll provide links to those those shirts and that's you know. funny yeah. and and sometimes i've designed them because they don't exist like uh, I, have, I have a few of those i've done uh, i should probably design the shirt from the, the episode of dave recently because that's a that's a fictionalized um name of a real camp so I'll have to check that out mm-hmm. that's I, I saw that uh, you kind of did the youtube thing about five or six years ago <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what uh what happened to that? Are you are you thinking about trying it again, or are you just like, nah? I, yeah, I gave it a shot. Yeah, I gave it a shot. You know, I'm definitely more of a behind the scenes <laughs> person in general. I it was it was fun to do, but it's also a, a lot of work, and a lot of this stuff is you know YouTube is uh, is really cracked down on and made it difficult to to make videos. It's it's unfortunate because I think especially this stuff like come on man. No, like there, there needs to be a better way to share things with music, with, mm. with, with clips of movies, and you know, I mean, I'd pay to do that, but I, I don't have, I don't have a staff person that can, can basically spend an entire day trying to track these copyright holders down and, yep. right. and figure out payment and all that. I mean, there, there should be a way for more amateur people to, to kind of, you know share clips without getting in trouble, you know, mm-hmm. or getting emailed and told your video, you know, basically a you suck e- uh, email that, <laughs> you know, or, or it, it just generally, I mean, especially now with like the way people are being so creative, you know, you can make really fun videos, but you can't play it with music on YouTube because, you know, a copyright holder is going to ding you for that. So that, that mm-hmm. that's been, that's, that's, so that's kind of a, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, multifaceted answer for fair that. enough fair enough <laughs> i i got dinged once and i had approval which made me even more mad <laughs> so i was like come on and like i actually went through the work of getting this and yeah now i got dinged once um is there anything on your site that maybe a, a camp person camp professional would be like holy cow i cannot believe that like is there anything shocking on there well i don't i don't know that i mean camp professionals have kind of seen it all right i mean it's not <laughs> I mean, I feel like no matter where you where you're where you're at in your uh, environment, you've probably seen just about everything. So I can't really think of anything that's like that's too shocking. I mean, there's definitely been stuff that's been surprising in terms of you know shows that I would think would absolutely have a camp episode that don't or that do, and it's just really bad. Right, you know, right. it's just yeah. a soundstage. Like, come on, like you're not even you're not even <laughs> trying. Uh, I mean, obviously the Disney shows are like all really bad because it's all soundstage stuff, and mm-hmm. and that, not that you can't you can't you can create camp on a soundstage. It's just they it's like they barely even try. Uh, but then I, I did one time get an email 
I think it was a college humor put out a series and you know, it was definitely NSFW and I got an email from someone who was like, are you aware? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's not, it's not my, it's not my place to, to, to police that. Right. 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 I mean, definitely like, I'm not going to put stuff that's like adult natured or whatever. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, site, that's the third site. That's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the like super DL. <laughs> but but I'm also not. I mean, it's not a place. It's not a. It's not a platform for me to to sort of police language or judge. Uh, but I, I am I am mindful of that. My mom reads the site and that kind of thing. So I do kind of keep that in mind. But there's certain things where, you know, I I think from a. I definitely think the audience for my site is not is not young people. It's more people who are in the industry or have memories of camp. Well, coming back to your site, I was surprised to see you have a whole uh, kind of category on s'mores. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I got to ask you, what's your favorite either recipe or product? I- I've got that, uh, that. Have you seen the microwave s'more thing where the oh, yeah. hands come down? That's yeah. uh, pretty decent. It actually works. So. Mm. Yeah, so my like I, I think I mentioned before, my mom is a, a you know she is a summer camp person all the way. She was a camp counselor. Uh, she you know was like basically the camp mom whenever whenever we were involved in doing programming and stuff. My brothers and I, and uh, she grew up going to a small Bible camp in South Dakota, and uh, unfortunately she had a great time, even though she was bullied at sometimes too. But uh, again, we always have to we always have to mention the bad with the good, uh, or else it's not it's not. Um, we're not we're not being honest about uh, some of the pitfalls of camp, but so she she was super into camp and camping, which I separate the two because you know going with your family is a different experience to a campground, but is also great. And so she was huge s'mores person, always <laughs> pushing that on us. She's also I mean she's a food pusher. I love her, but she's. <laughs> I mean, if I could bake like she would, I would be a food pusher too. But she, so I don't know when it started. At some point when we were kids, my mom's also really big in Christmas and she's really big on Halloween. Like she's just a very, uh, very, uh, she was such a great mom in that, in that sense with like making occasions a big deal. And so she would get these, um, she started buying these snowman s'mores ornaments. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. No. They're so cute. Yeah. And so she started sticks. buying Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> And, okay, I'm a marshmallows and what is a 13 year old knee with an ornament? I mean, okay, <laughs> just buy me Lego. I don't, I don't want, right. I don't want that garbage. Just buy me more Lego. And so, <laughs> so it started to be kind of came a joke, and she would do it every year. And like to the point where like it started to hurt her feelings, and so she didn't get us one year. Oh, and we're like, mom, where's the s'mores or snowman ornaments? And she was like, well, you guys just made fun of them. I'm like, yeah, but. Like that's part of the fun is that right, we make fun right. of you. And so the next year she had to go big, right? So she got us. There's actually like a larger size, like probably about that, like a oh my goodness, a foot and a half or something. Uh, s'mores snowman ornament that dances, and <laughs> we took it out and turned it on, and I, you know, it was probably one of the funniest moments of my my childhood <laughs> as a teenager at the time. And I was just like, Mom, you you. You know, you can you can do this over Lego any day now. So this, yeah. So <laughs> that that's kind of a fun little like family thing where, and now whenever we see the ornaments or the or we bust out the dancing s'more s'more snowman, it's uh, it's a good it's a good laugh. 
That's funny. All right. So here I, I maybe I don't know if Kurt or, or you have this problem. I always have issues with how camps are sometimes portrayed on TV, on movie. What What's your thoughts on that? I, I, I mean, I can think of one. I don't want to call them out, but I can think of one my kids watch all the time. And I'm like, no, that there is no way that that counselor would be with that camper alone. And like this would be so many things. And even my kids started calling out like, hey, that's not true. We don't do that at our camp. I'm like, I know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So what I was thinking about this question, I actually think about this a lot, but my, so my wife is a, is a licensed professional counselor. And one of the things about being a licensed professional counselor is you'll, you, and being married to one as I have for almost 12 years is that you notice how poorly that profession is uh, portrayed on camera. And I mean, they're basically all, they're essentially there to sleep with somebody mm-hmm. um, in most in most things. And so it's it, I would say it's not as bad as that, but it's pretty close. I will say my, one of my issues always with how camp is portrayed is that, uh, you know, I'm uh, the camp. The, the counselors are basically like one step away from juvie or <laughs> yeah. uh, a sexual assault charge always. Yep. Yep. And uh, I mean, as much as I love meatballs, like it's so painful to watch that scene where, um, you know, Bill Murray is like roughhousing with the, the, the female the counselor program director. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's awful. I mean, it is just absolutely horrifying. I mean, I assume he I hope he's apologized for for that whole experience and, and how, you know, how 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 much that like was such a bad influence on culture. The inappropriate and unwanted touch was, I think, so much a part of my upbringing in camp that I was just always so disgusted by and, and continue to be disgusted by uh, by that. Um, so that's that's a big that's a big thing for me that stands out as, um, as, as you know, because it because, you know, as much as I'm also I'm into truth telling and journalism and, and and being portraying things there's there's a line between portraying what has happened and what does happen and normalizing that behavior and i think a lot of stuff definitely normalizes the behavior like the inappropriate behavior of i think count being a counselor is a huge privilege uh it's one of the great privileges i've had in my life and you know if you're if your whole point of being a counselor is so you can have certain experiences with People you're uh, sexually attracted to, or uh, what's going on at the road, like Bill's Roadhouse bar down the street, then I don't like. I, I'm sorry. That's to me. That's not the type of person that should be, um, should be, should be getting that privilege to be be part of a, a camp staff like that. My thing with those movies are the pranks because yeah. I'm I'm so anti prank yeah. um, because they they get carried away or, you know, young people just don't understand, you know, what's funny and what's inappropriate yep. and, and somebody gets hurt uh, either emotionally or what have you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very much in the anti prank <laughs> anti prank camp myself. I think all of the worst moments and the things that I regret most about being a counselor was not stopping uh, pranks mm-hmm. before they happened. And Pranks that were really, really harmful to, to to young men who I was who I was responsible for, and you know because what happens is you can't control, you know as as a even as a twenty two year old as a seventeen year old I understood who the kids that you are off limits right, right. for pranking. Fortunately, I was not an off limits kid. I didn't have a lot of confidence. Like I didn't have any confidence with 
with uh, females who I was attracted to, but I had all the confidence in the world with within like the male like world that I was living in. And so if someone had pranked me, I would have been like, oh, you got, oh, you know, whatever, and just blow it off. But those kids who I knew and who were in my care, who, who you just, you knew from day one, like, this is a kid who you cannot do this to because they're, they're, they're they've, they've been bullied. They've been, you know, they have a difficult home situation. Like there's, they're just, they're right, just not right. on that level. And, and unfortunately you can't control that. And so what ultimately ends up happening is those kids become the targets and then, what what everyone is having a fun time with is really is it's not it, it, because because it just basically gives a pass for people to to bully and to to be evil i mean i've been seeing a lot about ellen lately and how um you know she's she's not very well regarded within the industry and but few people who know her and and that's part of the like her shtick is like that kind of like that prank like mm-hmm. like putting wow. people in, in uncomfortable positions and like laughing at them and so I think that um, now I will one exception I will make R- Rube Goldberg it, machines are always like awesome in camp movies when you know the uh, where they like get the girls with the 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 very elaborate thing um, the, the Rube Goldberg <laughs> and like those are fun but like I think there's 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 ways in like pranking counselors um, when it's like another counselor is in on it I think there are ways you can kind of do things that. That that like no one's hurt like right. Uh, um, one of the prank my so my mom was born on April Fools and so my mom always <laughs> did. The rule was my mom you couldn't prank my mom it's her birthday so um, she would <laughs> prank us but it was never anything that would be embarrassing yeah. or hurtful. Uh, you know it would just be like uh, you know fun and so uh, I'd like to think that you can trust people to know the boundary but I think part of being involved in programming and counseling is you just you kind of have to say no to it because. Yeah you can't control and and unfortunately these these movies do sort of perpetuate some of that behavior i totally i mean i've i've even had parents that have like bought stuff for the kids to act out some prank that they saw in some movie for camp you know and so it is very much it's it's definitely there have you ever seen disney's bug juice did you did you like that i you know i didn't i kind of missed that i think i was uh, uh yeah i was sort of in between uh it was like at a weird stage in my life where I wasn't really watching TV, no. which was p- pretty much all through college. I didn't watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> I, the new one is uh, Camp Kikiwaka with Bunked. That's the oh new yeah, yeah. I've, camp. I've definitely watched Bunked. Uh, I, I, I yeah. There's there's definitely some good things about that that I like, and some things where I kind of mm-hmm. uh, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of bug juice, so if you were to create a reality show around a camp what what would that look like so i don't watch a lot of reality television or much at all but the things that i do like my wife is really into like hdtv stuff uh, so sometimes i I catch uh, i catch some of that we have a we have a house that's uh, we're probably outgrowing at this point so we're 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 always kind of interested in ideas of how to improve our space but I was thinking one of these I do love. I love tree houses and like there's mm-hmm. those tree house builder shows that, yes. are, that are really fun. And I also love the tiny house uh, yep. stuff. So I think it would be cool to have a competition where t- campers are split into teams and they have to build a tiny tree house. And and then they have to they, they have to build it and they you know they would get one of these you know actually there's a company near me in Westchester that does this. Like they would get you would get like 
legitimate people to build it with them, but professionals, but they would be involved in the design process. And, and then the whole idea is in that they'd have to spend the rest of the week in it. And, and then that's when like, so the whole idea that you're working together and trying to figure out how to navigate um, the relationship when you're, when you're doing a project and then you have to live together in a tiny space I think would be right. be kind of interesting. I would totally um, watch that. That would be really good. <laughs> I I am with you on that. I, I always I, thought it'd be neat to have uh, counselors from different camps. Like you put together your team and they compete. Oh yeah, um, every week survivor almost, style, almost survivor style. But yeah. they then had to live together. It was just like okay, these mm-hmm. camps come together. They do some camp competitions, and then you know at the end, this camp goes against this camp, and it's almost like tournament style. That that would that would be a neat thing to watch. I think it, I think it would be cool with a, a, a with a programming twist too. In terms of they'd have to you know if you brought camp pro, pitted programming teams against each other to plan yeah, to plan, plan programs. Yeah, and then that the, would be the cool. Kids, the kids are basically the judge of how how well they did. That that would be kind of fun. There, I say there. Have you seen Endurance? Endurance is kind yes, of a a kid survivor. Old, and, okay, that was good. I do, I keep thinking. Um, with there's a extreme makeover i think even did it where they come to a camp and like yep. make over a cabin i'm like oh i'd love that can i get somebody to come like i need this one redone or i need this thing i would totally go for somebody coming and making over or remodeling a cabin for us did you see would... that episode of queer eye where they yes i was yes. Never... yeah that was amazing <laughs> it was good uh, make something cool and the thing that was great about that Queer Eye episode, it was, I mean, I, I haven't, I think I ended up then watching some other episodes too, but I mean, it's so heartfelt and so honest and just raw. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, you know, you, you get the sense that like the, and I, you know, that these, they like really care about the, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. it sounds shady to say, but like, like that they're actually really trying to do something uh, significant with the show besides just like making fun of people or, right. Yeah, like putting people in uncomfortable situations. So I, I really liked the concept, and I, I loved how it played out at a camp because it just seems like they really were. They, they did they did it in a way where they were really respectful and 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 really wanted to help as opposed to like, oh, look at this guy whose style is awful. And, right. You know, it just it didn't it it, it was it was way less snarky than I remember the yep. show that it spun off from. Uh, really, the, I, I always felt like the even the older show they they were always, they were always tearjerkers and they were yeah. like they're really good about. I, I didn't feel like anybody came out of it going, "Oh, that experience is awful," and they made fun of me and everything else. I, I I mean, I should say more the the audience like where I remember people mm-hmm. talking about it. It was always like, "Oh, gotcha." I think yep. the reaction was more of the like, oh my god, you know, it was just right. very. <laughs> whereas that show was like, oh my gosh, that was really like that was really touching, and yeah. um, you know, you got a sense of like you really kind of got to know this guy and like what he's been through, and and right. it just. Uh, and then there was another episode where it was like a dad being reunited with his daughter, and I was like, this is like, this is gripping. It's good. It's happy drama instead of creating yeah. drama to be yeah. yeah. I feel inspired to go and do do good in my life as opposed mm-hmm. to going out and like judging, you know, because some yeah. of these shows are about judgment and like being snarky and being, um, you know, you know, just kind of putting people down. And all right. So we talked about movies you've seen a lot of earlier. Do you have a favorite camp movie? Is there any big favorites out there you've seen? Yeah. So, you know, I always say that you can tell how. You can tell the the age of a person um, based 
can't move you if if they're meatballs person or they're poison ivy person because meatballs was 79 80 right and then i guess 79 and then uh, poison ivy was a tv movie in 80 i want to say 85 86 uh and so i'm i'm a poison ivy person because that was when i was you know michael j fox man like uh the, the, <laughs> family the, ties family ties mm-hmm. and, and uh the, the the girl from um from uh from the other show that was popular at the time and so that was a big one for me was poison ivy just because it was uh it, it's captured you know i think really captured the tv the experience of of take i mean of like of like real legit camp like what, yeah. Chris, what's your favorite camp movie? Okay, and you know this, and you make fun of me for. Have you guys seen Camp Mana? Oh right, it is. Oh it is, yeah, <laughs> I love it. I because it's so. <laughs> I mean, it kind of mocks the Bible camp growing up, but man, yeah, oh, there's so many little things. I'm just like, that's so true. That is, like, yeah, we would have totally made up some game about slingshots and Goliath or. <laughs> <laughs> the last supper pie eating contest like that oh, yeah. is, that's totally growing up at a bible camp that is things that, that would have happened and yeah so, i love that one and especially i mean the guy from american vandal i mean no. um he's he's unbelievable i mean that guy <laughs> that guy is so funny um I, the other one I, the other one I, I talk about a lot is summerhood which is a canadian uh summerhood i haven't heard of that and uh it's a, it's an indie film and the thing i love about that is that so in my mind, the more that campers show up in something, the better it usually is. The more that it's counselors, I'm like, eh, I don't really care about counselors, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, not that you, the counselors, counselors are an important part of the story, but in, in Summerhood, it's really just about the boys and their, um, you know, this cabin where they're just basically the misfits and they're out of control. And I really identify with coming of age stories about misfit boys coming together and you know raising hell so it's funny that you say that you really like the movies with the kids in them my favorite i think camp movie is opposite which is indian summer oh oh, yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no kids whatsoever but yeah but you know and i thought i thought about this too kurt like there's actually without kids being there there is a whole lot their their presence is it's it's ever present throughout that movie yeah. Because the entire thing is about them trying to wrestle with who they were as kids and what their dreams and hopes were and what they are now. And to me, like the message of that movie is incredible because totally, it really totally. does. It does like it, it really is about bringing people back to who they are and, and, and how and the ways they've lost that. Right. They've right, lost right. that sense of wonder, that sense of, you know, possibility in their lives. I mean, you know, there, there's no reason at any age we sh- that we should not lose sight of what that is, right? Who we are at, at our core and what our hopes, our dreams, our experiences are. Just because you're just because I'm 41 now doesn't mean that I can't be creative and I can't be whimsical and I can't have hopes and I can't have like I'm not like things aren't decided even at this age. Like No, you can't. So, you're done. You're over yeah. the hill. You're done. It's, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see Rainbow Tribe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that one, too. But yeah. (laughs) Cool. Well, any other uh, questions you got, Chris? No, no. Awesome. Matt, it was so great having you on. That's right. It was great. This is is really fun. A nice break from uh, from the quarantine life, for sure. (laughs) Quarantine life. I almost forgot we were quarantined there. (laughs) That's the goal. That's the goal, right? (laughs) We all need, we need our escapes more than ever right now. That's, That's right. for sure. That's for sure. 
All right. I appreciate having on, having you on, and uh, thanks so much for taking yeah, the thanks. time. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Hope you enjoyed that episode with uh, Matt Ralph. That was uh, that was great. A lot of fun questions. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, anytime I get to talk about pop culture or movies, especially, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Camping, it's cool. It's yeah, sick. it's awesome. All right. Well, I think that's it. Sounds good. Well, from around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Thanks for listening. 